Señoras y señores, what is going on? And welcome back into El Parcero Filicón. This is episode six of El Parcero Filicón. We're at six episodes, ladies and gentlemen, the Dr. J version of El Parcero Filicón. So before we dive into today, guys, do me a solid. Make sure you guys like the video and subscribe to the channel. El Parcero Filicón is always, we'll always be on here. We'll try to bring you the best content creators in Philly sports on here all the time. And make sure you guys subscribe to Oin Philly Sports. You can find that wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, and Spotify. We will have this episode six on there as well. And guys, I'm truly honored to be to bring on here. This is uh, we're staying with the PSN uh, theme. Obviously, last week we had Eric Reese uh, to preview the Flyer season. This week uh, we have an, uh, we have another PSN writer, a PSN contributor, uh, who's going to give us breakdown and the lowdown of the Sixers. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Sean Bernard. Sean, what's going on, my man? Welcome to El Parcero Felicón. How you doing, man? Yeah, what's going on? Some tough shoes to fill following Eric, but uh, yeah. it's been a crazy day in the Sixers world, especially in Philly sports world. So I'm excited to be here to talk about it. Intro got me hyped up, so I'm good hey, to go. Hey, awesome stuff. Yeah, Eric is a great dude. We had we had a blast talking fly. We, had, we talked some uh, we talked some wings. We we showed the, some wings, some love on here as well. So it was a lot of fun. So I'm sure we have a lot of fun here today as well, man. Uh, but Sean, to start it off, I always start it off. I want people to know who the hell you are, even if they don't know who you are. So Sean. Let the people know who the hell is Sean Bernard, man. <laughs> well, uh, I'm the Sixers lead writer at Philly Sports Network, so I'm a very passionate Sixers guy hey. all about that. I'm a, a senior in college right now, so graduating this year. Got a lot awesome. going on with that. I also play a little soccer myself, too. So hey. uh, over at Alverney University, so we got a big game tonight with that. So a lot going on, but definitely a lot in the Sixers world, and I try to exist in that kind of media world as much as I can. Absolutely, absolutely, man. We we definitely love hearing that, my man. Um, so Sean, look, there there's no secret. Um, I mean, I think f- I speak for most Sixers fans. The anticipation for the season is kind of really not there, mm-hmm. um, simply because of Ben Simmons and the Ben Simmons world. The days of of Ben Simmons, I like to call this soap opera that we didn't sign up for. Um, so Sean, I wanted to start off by getting your take. What is your takeaway from this this situation? Um, and just to remind everyone, as of right now, we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, it was the day that Doc Rivers has suspended Ben Simmons for the season opener. Uh, the press conference that was supposed to be on Tuesday got canceled as well. Joel Embiid had some choice words as well. Uh, so that's where we're at right now. So what, do you, what is your take right now with the situation? man? Yeah, it's a terrible situation for everyone. And I hate that we're here. So there's no side that's going to come out winning this. And it's just miserable. It's certainly overshadowing like the excitement of the season going on. Like the Sixers play real basketball starting tomorrow. And it just feels like there's been no talk about anything except Ben Simmons. I mean, it's clear he wants no part of being with the team, with the organization long term or even in the short term. But it's a tough spot for the Sixers. He's obviously under contract for four more years. He's a guy that they've really started to build this franchise around and become a key part. And just to kind of, obviously, we saw the meltdown in the playoffs, and we see kind of where the value is at. The disconnect is with Daryl Morey has to sit back and think about the value that he's getting back because this is one of the final pieces when thinking about building a team full around Embiid and the pieces that he has, that if you do get this trade wrong, there's some severe ramifications for the competitiveness of the team moving forward. So he's certainly being very careful and calculated in that, but there's just more and more drama that comes with it. And this is dragging worse and worse. And it's kind of getting to the point where it might be worse, might be better off taking kind of a lesser deal just for the sake of getting rid of the headache. 
so Sean, just for people, just an example, like we obviously don't mm-hmm. know what the heck Daryl is thinking or what is going to happen. Just for an example, like kind of a perspective for the fans, what could we be expecting as far as a trade for Ben Simmons? It's disappointing. So when we think a couple months ago, we were talking about the names like the Dame Lillers, the Brad Beals. Uh, <laughs> at this point, like it shifted big time. Malcolm Brogdon has been a name that's been connected the most, and he just got an extension yesterday. So he's off the board for getting traded this year. Uh, I still would be very happy with the CJ McCollum swap. I know that's been in the works. I still don't, I'm not even confident the Blazers would be in on doing that at this point. Uh, we've heard the John Wall whispers. Uh, the worst this gets from a like a, a PR standpoint as far as Simmons, the, the problem I have is Simmons doesn't make himself easier to trade with everything that he's doing. Like there's no team watching this unfold and looking, being more excited about the possibility of getting him. Like, at the, at the bottom line is everybody's on the same page that Ben Simmons should be traded from being a sixer. Just getting that to happen and finding the value back is where it's hard. So I do think a swap is coming. I think this is going to drag out for longer than everyone would like it to be. But I guess CJ McCollum would be the deal I'm hoping for at this point. So at this point, you you would be on the, the bandwagon that it, it needs to happen? Yeah I, yeah. I think it's gotten to the point where – like there's no mending this relationship between Simmons and the Sixers. There's obviously been issues there for longer than like just this, this recent stint. And I mean, you can hear all the reasons that Simmons camps leaked and it's been going throughout the whole off season, but I mean, it's time to move on. I think it's in everyone's best interest. And this is Joel Embiid's team. This is, we need to give him every key to the city, to the offense, to everything. And it's time to make that happen. I agree with you, my man. I, I agree with you at this point. It, it is what it is. I mean, when the man is pl- out there just running through the motions, he doesn't even look like he is in Camden right now. My man is balling with with his with his phone and car keys in his pocket. I should just <laughs> tell you everything, man. Hopefully, he didn't break his phone. Anyways, um, so what? So going forward, uh, bar, let's just say for these next couple months, we still have Ben Simmons on this roster. What do you think the Sixers should do? at the point guard position. Obviously, I'm sure you've heard it because I've heard it as well. This Sixers fan base is raving over Tyrese Maxey. They are turning him into the next coming of Allen Iverson. I don't know. Um, I'm on the bandwagon where, like, I love Tyrese. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's there yet in his development. Where where do you stand with the the point guard position going forward? Yeah, I love Tyrese Maxey. He's been a guy I've been excited about, like, since we drafted him. He was pre-draft i love them everything and he was tremendous last year can't ask for much more uh i think he's ready to step into like a starting role with that but with that in mind he's 20 years old he's a young kid there's going to be some growing pains that come along with it uh just being a distributor and running an offense isn't probably like his go-to of the best part of his game he certainly has elements when we think about creating for himself scoring and all stuff that we love to see but as far as creating for others and running an offense and being a true point guard he still has a lot of room to grow in that area. So I think there is going to be sort of a, a point guard by committee feel. Okay. I think Tobias Harris is going to take some strides in the half court to uh, at least set up and create more. I think there's going to be a whole lot of uh, Embiid and four shooters as the lineup and then just forcing if you're going to double, we're going to swing the open three. If you're going to leave one-on-one, Joel Embiid's going to eat every single time. So Hell I think yeah. that'll be kind of the bread and butter of the offense is kind of a, a half court spread it out give it to Joel, give it to Tobias, and there won't be as kind of affluent movement with uh, that we might have seen with Simmons in the past. But there's a lot of guys that are going to need to step up in this absence, and I don't think that responsibility falls on one person. 
I have to ask because I felt like, um, obviously, you know, it's it's going to be tough to replace Ben just simply because of the ball handling and the defense majority, majorly. But um, Shake Milton, like, mm-hmm. here's where I'm at with Shake. I see potential sometimes. Obviously, the second half of last year wasn't the best. What do you what do you see from Shake Milton this year? Is it going to be more of the same, or do you think he t- potentially takes that next step? Yeah, it's tough. It's it's weird watching Shake out there. Right. It's like when you watch him, to me, he reminds me of like a he looks like the guy that used to be really good and kind of lost his step. <laughs> and like that's not a great look for a guy who's still like in the prime of his career and still kind of growing. So there's definitely something there. Like he's a, a decent enough basketball player to keep in the rotation, keep around. But I don't have as much hopes for like that there's more to untap that I kind of once did. And when we think about like I think Doc Rivers still really likes Shake, and I still think he's going to do his best to keep him in the rotation. And uh, Shake has also shown some signs of growing as a passer and running an offense, which could be relevant if Maxie's not ready for that. So he definitely could still find a role, and I think he will definitely still play. Uh, he's got an injured ankle right now that it doesn't right. sound like he's immediately uh, – or that he's close to coming back yet. So I think there's going to be a little time before those questions are fully answered. Mm-hmm. But I don't have as high hopes for Shake as I once did. True, very true. Um, how concerned are you with the Sixers defense this year? Not that concerned, to be honest. Okay. I mean, I really believe that Joel Embiid anchoring any defense, it will still be up a, a, a top of the league as far as top 15 team with that. And just look at kind of how the Jazz do it with Rudy Gobert. It's just the anchor of their defense. They don't have any real good yeah. defenders outside of Gobert, but they just shuffle them. They force guys into the lane, force guys to try and take on his length. And I think something very similar can to be do can be done with an Embiid. And we also still have decent perimeter defenders. When we think about Matisse Thibel, Hell he's yeah. a guy who's been limited by Simmons being here because him and Simmons really couldn't share the floor with kind of similar weaknesses with that if he can play more minutes and if he can develop a little bit offensively he could step into that role as the defensive stopper just how it is so i don't have very serious concerns with the defense overall definitely an obstacle to guard with mb with uh simmons not returning because he was so good at just being that guy that could guard a focal point but there's other options on the table absolutely and sean after watching matisse with australia in the olympics oh yeah exciting i feel feel good man i definitely feel good man yeah absolutely all right well on to that point who do you think it could be a potential breakout player for the Sixers this year? Uh, Isaiah Joe is the first name. Yeah, let's yeah. Go. There's been a lot of buzz about Isaiah Joe, but Hi. I think he's worth it. And I'm I'm especially excited about kind of the ball handling and passing that he's flashed. And I think prior to this year, he I kind of had him pinned as just like a shooter, or a wing perimeter, wing shooter, kind of a the Furkan Korkmaz kind of role for his game. But that's really not the case. Is he's got some handle, he's got some creation, and I think he's going to be the guy that benefits from uh, Shake Milton being out for these first couple weeks. And if he can come in and take advantage of that opportunity, I think the role is his for the season. Hell yeah, man! I love exactly what you said. He's he's like fearless, and I think that's oh, yeah. the big thing about him. He he's not scared to take a shot. He's not scared to defend the best player. He's not scared. He's not scared to do anything pretty much. And I really like a part of me has high hopes for this team because look, I think that. Besides the Ben Simmons drama that's been circle, circling around this team, I do think that there is a tight-knit group within right now outside of Ben Simmons, and I think the chemistry is there. And remember, you know, I, everyone likes to make fun of P.J. Tucker at the at the parade, but, dude, that drunk man was, was right. Dogs do win. I don't care what sport yeah. it is. Dogs do win. If the Sixers can get that dog mentality, I like our chances. I mean, I, I I don't know if this team, especially the Eastern Conference, when you look at it, this is going to be tough, dude. 
Uh, but I think that with that mentality, man, it, they definitely can go far for sure, man. So I'm excited. So what do you think is the predictions of this uh, this season for the Sixers? Yeah, I mean, a team built around Joel Embiid, the the caliber of player he is, is never going to be a losing team or a team that you can count out. So right. it's tough to fully gauge until we finally see what our full roster is. And the Simmons replacement is obviously the biggest piece of that because I think this is going to drag on for a while, but I just can't see it going through the season without some sort of trade getting done. So whatever the return comes back with that will definitely impact this one way or another. But I love the changes they've made offensively when it's just fully unlocking Embiid with the and beating as many shooters as possible without that out there. George's Niang is a terrific uh, like addition it. to that. And he, what he provides with that is that guy is just a pure shooter in kind of a big man body kind of not that he's a full big man, but um, as far as to where they can compete, I still think they're a notch below the nets and the bucks and it's the East certainly got better. So they're not beneficiaries of that, but I think they're going to end somewhere around the, the four ish seed in the playoffs and as long as you got a ticket to the ticket to the dance, you never know what's going to happen. So I still have hope. Absolutely, man. Be- before we uh, move on here, I-, I do have to ask one more Ben Simmons question. Mm-hmm. What do you see happening in Ben Simmons' career going forward from what we've seen right now? Do you think he can turn this around uh, in Philly or ever? Uh, ever. I-, I don't. I-, I personally, I think he's played his last games as For a sure. Philadelphia 76er, but. There's still a career, and he's still young, but it doesn't look so promising. Do you think he can turn his career around somewhere else? Yeah, so I, I, I agree. I think he's done in Philly. I think this is, this bridge has been burnt at this point. Uh, wherever he goes, I just am not sold on Ben Simmons ever being a primary number one option on a team. And I know he is frustrated with that. They've catered to Embiid more than him, but there's every reason to do that. And there's just way more layers to one guy's game than the other. And as, as great as Simmons is at the things that he does do, when we talk about defending, ball handling, distributing, running the fast break, there's some severe limitations to his game. And I think he's going to be a fine, empty stat, regular season player. But come playoffs and come crunch time, those limitations are always going to show up. And until he's able to kind of mentally push past that and and I guess not worry about failing, I think is really the root of the issue is I can't see him ever developing past the point that he is right now, which to be fair is still a fine NBA player, but not, not, I don't think there's much more to unlock. I'll be honest with you. I think he in his career will be a glorified role player. Yeah. I, I mean, that's fair to call him that right now, as much as like, sure. He's a three-time all-star sure. He's got the accolades. Like, what he does is such a niche role on a team and so specific to what he does that <laughs> frankly, just not every team can be looking to add that. Like there's every reason for teams to be looking at this situation and say, I just don't want a part of Ben Simmons or don't believe in it. Cause frankly, there's evidence of that as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. One more question before we leave the Sixers. Um, your thoughts on doc rivers going into year two. There was a lot of criticism after last year's elimination, man. Yeah. I, I was not a fan of doc last year. I mean, the rotation is the biggest issue. I mean, for me, I just with Doc, it feels like for a guy that has been around basketball so long and mm-hmm. coached so much, played so much, the lack of just kind of feel for flow of the game adjustments is so frustrating to me. And yeah, just man. like, well, it seems like they're kind of basic, like basic observations that he just kind of blows past when it's just making adjustments as far as guys that are playing or guys that are defending who and that kind of thing. But uh, I have a little bit more hope in the year too. Uh, obviously, at a full off season, the offense does look different with the the adjustments that made to him to Embiid. Uh, I was also frustrated with Doc for how much he just defended Simmons last year and kind of cared to him. And so, I love that he threw him out of practice today. To me, that's a a big reason for hope. And I I, I love 
what I was hopeful hopeful for when Doc came was just the accountability, the factors, just kind of the the bluntness that comes with him. And I'm hopeful that in year two he can kind of fully bring this out with Simmons not around and this will be the true test of how he looks this year. So I have more hope, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, dude, I'm excited for I'm excited just to see some like gritty basketball from this team like every like no one likes us we don't care type of stuff like i like, I'm, I'm ready for the sixers against the world I'm, I'm i'm excited i'm just i'm excited for sixers basketball i just just need the situation to go away you know what i mean yeah. so let's hope for that all right sean listen we talked some sixers obviously you are a big sixers fan we can see with with the beautiful flag that is behind you obviously you covering psn with the sixers um well what i wanted to ask you man what is your life as a sports fan, man? Do you watch other sports? Uh, are you a Philly sports fan? Do you like other teams from other markets? Well, what's what's the sports life for Sean? Yeah, I mean, uh, all around huge sports guy. I'm a big Eagles guy too. Hey. So on that, uh, all Philly sports primarily, but uh, I'd say NBA for sure my biggest, and then NFL probably next. Uh, a little bit of soccer as well. Hey, hey, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So I have to ask, man, what are what is your take on? Uh, this whole Eagles offense, man, well, we can't run the freaking ball, man. What did your takeaway from this Eagles so far in this year? Yeah, uh, super frustrating that Miles Sanders hasn't touched the ball oh, more. I, I mean, I feel like he's so good and just not being rewarded for it. And then, uh, I mean, uh, the million-dollar question is Jalen Hurts and what we have with him. There's right. some concern I guess I'm having is that I just want him to be good more than I really think he's going to be good. And just, like, I love everything about Hurts when we talk about the leadership, the personality, just – who he is as a person, everything about it I love. But just the pure football, what he's bringing, I haven't been blown away or 100% sold yet. So I guess some frustrations with that. Uh, way too much screens have been going on. And, I mean, I, I guess I have similar complaints to everyone with it. But yeah, man. I don't know. It, it, definitely not 100% clicking yet. I mean, we just talked about the Ben Simmons situation not making sense. Dude, this offensive game plan makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I'm someone like I was critical about Jalen last week. I do think a big reason why we did uh, lose was because I don't think Jalen made enough plays. But I do like I like you said, I do see some things that make me think, can he be a starting quarterback in this league? Because I do see the leadership. I do see the moxie. Um, he's not scared either. Things that you do see in starting quarterbacks. But again, I just think that this game plan is not conducive to Jalen. You're just relying too much on Jalen to do too much. He's a quarterback who's essentially a rookie, and I just I just feel like we're just not doing enough for Jalen. I want to give him the proper opportunity to be the starter, and I just don't think what we're doing right now is giving him that proper opportunity, my man. Makes no sense, dude. Yeah, I agree, and it's it's tough because, like, like uh, this year the ultimate goal for the Eagles should really be deciding whether Hertz is the guy or not, and obviously right. with the three first-round picks sitting over our head and what is to be done about that. But it makes our life a whole lot easier if we can sit back and confidently say, like, this is our guy that we're building around. Maybe use this for defensive picks or O-line or whatever you think best complements him. But frankly, like, I'm, I'm not a guy that would ever suggest to pull the plug on him yet. I think we let him see out this entire year and make the decisions oh, yeah. in there. But uh, I, I would like to see a little more moving forward, and I hope it's there. Absolutely. Re Eagles fans, regardless of what happens with Jalen, we do not need to see Joe Flacco. We know yeah, what Joe Flacco not. is. <laughs> absolutely, man. Um, all right, my, my next question here, you just mentioned you are a soccer guy. What kind of soccer guy are you? Do you just play, um, or do you watch the Euro game? Do you like the MLS? What do you? What is your soccer uh, expertise there? Yeah, so I, I play at Alberni University. It's my senior year here, so very nice. final season with that. Uh, we've been very good this year, so that's been fun. <laughs> And then, you can flex, uh, Sean. You can flex. It's okay. Yeah, big conference game today against LVC. So 
go to that. And then um, as far as what I watch, uh, pretty much whatever like my roommates and the people around watch. Uh, nice. I have a Manchester United fan as my roommate, so nice. get sucked into that. Uh, a lot of the Euros, a lot of any of the like the high quality soccer is what we end up flipping on. So as much as I can watch, I do. And it's nice for a little middle of the day watch all the time. All right. So I, I do have to ask. And, and Sean, I want your brutal honesty here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this is the home for five for five Philly sports fans. Uh, you clearly know your soccer. Uh, what do you use? What is your take? Like, do you think that the union can have a place here in the city? Obviously, it's growing, but not to not even near the Flyers, um, you know, I guess uh, presence in the city. So what is your take on the MLS, I guess, in America, especially in Philadelphia? Yeah, I mean, personally, I love the union games and I've been over there a couple of nice. times. Uh, I've had a blast every time Chester it's sick. The the vibe there is awesome. The people there are awesome. I would love to see it keep growing. Uh, I definitely think there's been some positive uh, growth with it in the past couple of years. It is hard that some people just are not receptive to kind of growing soccer in the same way. And that there is like a closed minded aspect to a lot of people who are fans or, and the, the diehard four for fours and that uh, <laughs> I would love it if there is kind of the continued growth and, I've never had a bad time at a union game watching a union game and everything. And so I I hope it's there. I hope it continues and I'm all for it. Amen. Well, I do have to ask, what position do you play? Uh, Center back. You're a center back, Sean. How tall are you, Sean? Uh, 5'11". So not crazy big, but. Hey, man, that's awesome, dude. I I, That's much respect. That's not an easy position to play, dude. That's not an easy. You're (laughs) the literal last line of defense. And if that attacker gets behind you, that you're going to hear from your goalkeeper. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's how it should be. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, Sean. So to end the show, we like to do a little rapid fire. Uh, a couple quick questions, uh, all in fun. Uh, we try to do one word answers. If not, I'll let you know. But uh, are you ready, Sean? I am. Let's do it, man. All right. So the first question, Sean. All time, your favorite Sixer jersey would be? Like the the what kind of jersey? Yeah. I, the boathouse row ones, the black ones. I you think did like those. Me. I really like those. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, Sean. I'm soured on them now because of Ben wow. Simmons. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but <laughs> I do just love the look of that jersey. No, nah, dude. Look, I know black is not a prominent Sixers color, but it just looks beautiful, especially with the court last year. Oh, that was really nice, man. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we can revisit that in the next couple of years. Uh, we'll yeah. bring it back, man. Um. All right. So in Sixers all-time players. As of right now, Joel Embiid in the rankings would be top five. Top five? Anywhere in particular, or are you just saying top five? <sighs> Trying to place. I mean, got to give credit to Wilt. Wilt's my number one there. Uh, Dr. J, probably above. Yeah, it's tough to say. I it mean, it is tough. When we think Embiid is still 27, 28. <sighs> He's still got a lot to go. Like the accolades that this guy can still rack up. And we think about he was an MVP candidate next year or last year. Like, I think he certainly could end up as the number one all time, especially for a guy that just kind of gets the city, gets everything, gets Philly fans. And I think if he continues on the career track that he's currently on injuries withstanding and everything, I think he very well could go down as the number one. Awesome stuff, man. I love to hear that. Um, All right. Next question. Who do I'm sorry. Your favorite process player. So from, what was it, 2013 until, I guess we could say 2016, 2016, 17? Um, so I'll, I guess my 
really nice time to go TJ McConnell for guys hey. who embodies the process. And I love that um, this guy's carved out a whole career out of a guy that otherwise might not have even got a chance to play a real professional basketball. Uh, there's so many names in there that I absolutely love their time to shine. Uh, Ish Smith's another one that Isaiah Cannon, all these guys were electric. <laughs> I watched probably just as much process basketball as I do current Sixers, and so <laughs> same, man. Same. I love those games. Uh, MCW, another flash in the pan that was oh, awesome. Is he still I, playing? He, ah, uh, yeah, he's on a roster. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> play much, but he was. He definitely is on a roster. But I think TJ, I'm going with, is my answer. Did the Sixers ruin him? No, uh, Michael Carter Williams ruined himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Sean, that's a good answer because my favorite process player is currently, I think he's in jail in Europe somewhere. So uh, shout to Tony Roten. So. Oh, my guy. I love Tony Roten. And yeah, I saw that. He was actually, we had, that was my first like player interview for over oh, on our Pick Swap podcast, dude. which he was an awesome guy with us. And I love Tony Roten as well. Dude, I, I actually this is how crazy that was. I bought his jersey. I created <laughs> it at at the Wells Fargo Center. The lady looked at me. He's like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah, yeah I want Tony Roden on my <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, Tony Roden's awesome, and he was electric when he was here. <sighs> See, I think like the way he would slash and the way he would drive to the paint. Like as a young kid, that like it was like the closest thing I had to Allen Iverson. Obviously, he was nowhere near Allen Iverson, but I think that's why I loved him so much. So it was fun. It was like there was a lot of fun players during that time. Um, all right, my favorite question: Sixer that you hate more, Andrew Bynum or Ben Simmons? <laughs> it's Ben Simmons. I, I so my Andrew Bynum obviously never played a game for the Sixers. I think there's more of like a more invested in Simmons, which I think makes it worse as far as he's played so much for this team. He's been a part, like he was given the keys since the second he's gotten here. And I guess just kind of the active, not tearing down of the franchise, but just willing to go whatever lengths it takes to get what he wants over just simply doing what would be best for the organization is super frustrating to me. And uh, Andrew Bynum certainly started the whole process, but Ben Simmons could go down as the guy that ended it. Wow, dude, that is the line for the pod right there. Andrew Bynum started it. Ben Simmons could end it. That's very true. Very true. All right. uh, Last question. Do you have a favorite college basketball team, Sean? I do not. Not actively. I'm a huge tournament guy. Uh, I always fall in love with a kind of a different team every year, which I know that's kind of like a a lame take. But uh, I Michigan State, I guess if I had to pick like a consistent team that I follow a little bit, just because big Izzo guy. Yeah, I, I just love kind of like the whole the, – the way that embodies like players. And when you see guys that come out of Michigan State, it's kind of got a similar take to it. But uh, I also not like strongly like that's my team either. So I, I kind of float with each year. And just I, the the first day of the NCAA tournament is my favorite day of the entire year. So great, I man. love it. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm, I'm a suffering uh, Temple fan, so I'm waiting okay. for Temple to get back there. I'm <laughs> trusting McKee. I'm trusting Aaron McKee, man. We're, we're going to get back eventually. There you go. Awesome stuff, Sean. Sean, man, seriously, thank you so much for hopping on it. Dude, this was a lot of fun, and, and you gave us some great insight on the Sixers. Um, Sean, let people know where they can find you and also the Pick Swap Pod, which you guys are doing a fantastic job on as well, man. I appreciate that, yeah. And uh, check me out on Twitter at Sean underscore Bernard one and, and the podcast at Pick Swap Pod. Uh, you can check out our YouTube for all the videos there. We had our little Simmons conversation earlier today, so that's up there already. Cool. And then, yeah, check out all my written work at phillysportsnetwork.com and Sixers tip off tomorrow, so there's a lot more coming in that regard. Absolutely. Sean, number one, enjoy the season. Number two, kick some ass and bring back a chip. All right, my man? Will do. Appreciate it.
Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Sean Bernard. Of course, guys, thank you so much for tuning on in. Make sure you guys do like and subscribe to the channel. And of course, you can find this and as well with all the podcast episodes of Owen Philly Sports on Owen Philly Sports. You can find that wherever you stream podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Sean Bernard and I'm El Parcero Philly. And we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>